Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood and I write science fiction and fantasy. I used to be in the Navy, spent 20 years doing submarine operations, among other cool things. Learned to fly planes, learned to scuba dive, had a bunch of kids, saw the world, and I started writing fiction. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my stories with you in the hope that you'll have fun, and also that you'll like my stuff and come back for more and maybe help brother out with buying a book or two. So uh, sit back, relax, I'm going to tell you a story. Hey friends, it's Michael Kingswood and it's story time. And holy cow, it's been one, two, one, what, three weeks, three months rather, since I talked to you last and uh, a lot of reasons for that. Part of it is tactical, part of it is life, and part of it is laziness. And I'm here to talk to you about all of that. So, let's see, where to start? So, the technical side of life. As you can see, I'm in a different place. The different place is I have bought a new house. And, if you probably noticed the last year, I was recording from a couple different places when I wasn't on travel. And I told you when I was on travel, because I was like, hey, I'm in Philly, or hey, I'm in Vegas, or whatever. And everything sounded different then. But, uh, now... I have a new house here in San Diego County, and the cool thing about this new house, which I didn't realize it when I was buying it, when I put an offer on it, it was only when I was in the house for home inspection, is that it's a big ass, huge, awesome walk-in closet for the master bedroom. But what I didn't know until the inspection was when I looked to the right, there were all these clothes hanging and I parted them I was like holy cow there's a hole cut in the wall because there is a hole cut in the wall because sometimes maybe it's a previous owner or two owners ago who knows the house is 40 years old but it leads back into this little awesome nook here which as you might be able to see the ceiling it descends all the way down we're over top of the garage it descends over to down until the end until the house ends and it's like you can walk into it, and you, they, they've got hangers here for other things, but it's like, holy smokes, this is awesome. It can be my podcast nook. And so I'm turning it into my podcast nook. As you can see, I've got some sound dampening things up here because, you know, we've got carpet on the floor, but we got all this whatever the hell the crap is on the ceiling and other stuff that... Uh, makes for a certain amount of echoes and I'm slowly you know I'm starting to get it built up to the point where it'll be a soundproof nook and be awesome for podcasts and recording audiobooks because what you guys don't know is in the past when I've done these podcasts and when I've recorded my audiobooks is man the sheer amount of time I've had to do with just going back through and editing and removing just crap that's come through from the neighbors or from the kids down the hall or whatever it's taking a lot of time and a lot of annoyance to get that done so excuse me uh hopefully this will be a whole lot better so in this nook i've got this little desk set up and my mic's here and uh this should be pretty awesome i hope if it's not i'll make it awesome so that's the first technical thing. 
but that goes hand in hand with other life things. The um, the life things are always, of course, is like, hey man, you're buying this new place. What's up with that? Well, as you know, the divorce thing has been going on, as I've told you about that, and we were. I won't go into the whole details of how we were doing child custody, but it was a uh, it was a very equitable and cool th- and cool way to do it. But both of us were getting kind of tired of it, and um, I was this close, this close. I'm just getting the hell out of California, saying because I you know I love you know I don't love I love to hate California because I hate California so much. Um, the climate's great. The The weather's great. The landscape's great. If the political and economic culture could be destroyed and leaving only the climate or in the landscape, that'd be awesome. But unfortunately, it can't be. So I've always said the whole time I was in the Navy, San Diego would be great if it wasn't in California. And that remains true and it's even more true now. Um, so I want to get the freak out of here, but and for the longest time, well, two years, uh, the ex and I were doing this thing called nesting where we'd have the house and we'd have the uh, apartment and the kids were in the house and we would go back and forth to the apartment during our time with the kids because we're 50, 50 custody, which worked out great because you know, no drama for the kids. Like, hey, where's mommy this week? Oh, was she doing her thing? Where's daddy this week? Oh, he's doing this thing, you know, whatever. And that worked out great, except for the fact that you're married. Well, you're not married, but yet you're still married because you're dealing with each other's crap all the time. Like, hey, how come you didn't clean this at the way I wanted to? Hey, why didn't you do this? Hey, man, how come you do this? Boom, both sides. Obviously, obviously more on the my side because men don't nag women the way that women nag men, but that's neither here nor then, right? But I was getting sick of it. She was getting sick of it. And I was like, in the middle of my whole thing of I'm getting the freak out of here, I'm going to Vegas was the realization that this nesting thing isn't going to work. And if I'm going up to Vegas, the way the finances go right now, that couldn't work. Right? Couldn't be paying for a place up in Vegas and a place down in San Diego that's big enough to accommodate the kids at the same time. Right now, at least. So, I had to say, ah... Okay, screw Vegas. No, no, I was this close. I had a contract in hand. I was gonna, I was gonna buy a place in the Spring Valley area of Vegas. The Spring Valley area of Vegas is awesome because, a, it's Vegas, so it's great. But also, it's the everything there was built in the seventies and eighties and sometimes early nineties, which which was you know there was cookie cutter stuff back then, but not nearly as bad as now with the whole planned neighborhood thing and no not even a hint of character in modern built houses right and any of you have gone and looked at real estate in the last you know five ten years for new construction can attest to this right it's like oh jesus everything is built to this set plan and they go into a certain neighborhood everything looks the same 
And yeah, you can get certain <clears throat> amenities and differences, but it's all just cookie cutter. And it's all built like crap, too. Whereas you go back to the 70s and 80s, and it was before the time of homeowners associations. Well, they, they did exist then, but not nearly to the extent they are now. And so you'd have people, you know, building on a block or in a neighborhood, and different builders would be in different parts of the neighborhood, and it, you could, yeah, have some character. And um, and everything wasn't just built like crap. Um, so as I was looking. At, neighbor, at neighborhoods in Vegas, I was like, I, I quickly ruled out a number of the more modern swanky ones because they're all just, you know, cookie cutter, you know, bull crap, you know, almost prefab, but not really kind of thing. So, but in Spring Valley, there was a lot of stuff that was still cool. Uh, and I was, like I said, this close to putting an offer in on one of those. But then reality hit me, and I said, well, <laughs> I can't really do that. So I ended up shifting, and I came to look, started looking at places here in, in San Diego, and a similar thing occurred. I was like, oh, looking through the similar neighborhoods where actually the wife and kid, ex-wife and kids are right now, and that's all cookie-cutter, new, fangled bullcrap. And... And also, it was overpriced. <laughs> you know, if I wanted... I could not afford... I'm, I'm making pretty good money with my... Between my Navy pension, my VA disability, and my post-Navy job, which project manager doing stuff that you don't need to worry about. But I'm making pretty good money, and I could not afford <laughs> to buy a single-family house in... Well, pretty much anywhere in San Diego County, but especially where we were. It's like, that's just all AFU, all fucked up. And so I said, all right, fine, let's look at condos and townhouses. And townhouses I could do. But I could do for a more than I wanted to. Uh, but, you know, the next, and part of the big reason I couldn't afford it, it's not because of the cost of the, the selling price of real estate is just ridiculous here because well it is uh but not just that but property taxes and in certain parts of san diego county i assume it's all over california there's this thing called miller roos where the the local town or the local whatever says hey we got to put all this extra bullshit that we don't need in and we'll just put it on your property taxes so your property taxes goes up and up and up and oh it'll only be there for 20 years no, well, you know, 20 years from now, I'll see if they ever take the property taxes back. They probably won't because, you know, government thing. So, but the next town over isn't, I guess, not incorporated. So they didn't have any mellow roos or that bullshit in their property taxes. While still ridiculous by any standard that's not California, or is actually kind of reasonable by California standards, and I found a townhouse that's, uh, hey, look, it's a townhouse. And it's it's still ridiculously expensive if you're in America. 
but we're not in America. We're in California. So I was like, yeah, we could do this. So and with with uh, VA loan rates, the, the ridiculously the rates they are, I uh, looked at what the mortgage for that pl- this place would be, and it's, holy cow, even with HOA fees, the Homeowners Association, it's still pretty much the same amount I would pay in rent for a house that could accommodate my kids. So I was like, well, shit, okay, fine. I'm just going to do that. So that's what I did. So that's what took up the second half of my fall was coming through the ground on all that and figuring it out. And I've also been involved in this uh, write a short story a week challenge, which I've been kicking ass in and I've been, you know, rocking and it's 30, 38 weeks in and I've gotten short story or short story every 38 weeks, every week for 38 weeks plus a few extras here and there and this week is number 39 and i'm it's saturday night i'm gonna get it done between tonight and tomorrow i have to turn it in by sunday night and we'll have that square it's good um so that has been going on at the same time too which it's funny because the way the uh challenge started was yes i'm gonna kick myself in the butt because the thing you have to understand is 2017 and 2018 between getting out of the navy and dealing with all this war stuff and more and more than that my inherent laziness absolutely sucked for writing I don't think in twenty. i know for a fact in 2017 and 2018 i didn't even get a hundred thousand words written each year it was more like 50 or 60k which well in in all honesty some people who go for you know writing degrees and masters in fine arts and literary fiction bullshit uh that's probably two or three years worth (laughs) for them but a guy like me who wants to do professional fiction writing making a living from it and that this is not even coming close, right? I mean, nah, it's not even coming close. But my first year of writing, when I was still figuring all this stuff out, I got a quarter of a million words written, right? So those last those two years were oh, it's dog shit. It sucked. Um, yeah, there's reasons for that. Some valid reasons, but it's still. It still sucked. It still was bad. So coming into 2019, I was like, I gotta, I gotta kick myself in the butt. And beginning of 2019, I was like, I'm doing it with a novel challenge. I'm doing a novel in three months. But I didn't really think I was doing a novel in three months. I thought, okay, this is just kick my butt. I'm finally gonna get this one novel I've been twinking away on forever. Done. And of course, I picked it the absolute worst possible time to do it because. Right around that same time, I realized that, man, we got to sell this house that the ex-wife and I owned together because we're we're finalizing the divorce and we can't own this place together anymore. And you got to move all the kids out to a different place and all this other stuff. And so the first three months of 2019, that's what I was doing. I was moving people out. I was selling a house. I was 
getting squared away in a new, new place, or the, getting all of them squared away in a new place, but with the apartment. So the X and I weren't, didn't need to be that squared away, right? But um, still, it, I just blew. So April came around, I was like, well, that challenge didn't work, uh, but I need to kick my butt because I want to get this writing thing going big time. So, okay, fine, we're doing the short story a week. And there was a challenge that Dean Wesley Smith was putting on that I could pop into. And I had to pay some money for it, but I said, I can do that at least. I can't do the novel thing, but I can do that. And I can earn some extra money from it because if I, because the way he has a challenge set up, you do 26 weeks of, in a row of short stories and you get a bonus to so you pay into a short story challenge and all that money you pay into will go to workshops. You get 26 weeks, you get a 50% bonus towards the money you put for workshops. You do 52 weeks and you get a lifetime membership to his workshops. And I said, I can do that. So I just started doing it. And here I am, I'm 38 weeks in and I'm so 13 weeks away from getting the lifetime thing, which is my goal, which I will not miss. Because when I set goals that have deadlines, I am awesome at meeting them. My problem is when I don't have deadlines. But anyway, um, so anyway, doing all that short story challenge, I've gotten you know, 225,000 words, 222,000 words rather, written this this year with short stories. I'm like, oh shit, that's more than three times better than I did for the last two years combined, right? So, score. And moving to 2020, I have other goals where I'm going to finally finish those stories and those novels and keep doing the short story week thing and do all these other things. And now that I moved into this new place and I don't have to do the back and forth thing with the X and everything's sort of settled down, it's going to be a whole lot easier to do that. But in the meantime, for the last three months, I've been just churning yeah churning is probably the best word now the, could i have done the podcast and continued to record yeah i probably could have was i lazy about the podcast yeah i probably was and i apologize for that and if those of you who've been listening to the podcast and were like hey where the hell's kingswood with this week of the thing i'm sorry i they don't have to tell you. I, I blew that. But at the same time, I don't feel super guilty because of all the other crap I've been churning through and figuring out. So those of you who are mad at me, sorry. Uh, those of you who aren't because you understand me, cool. Love you. I love the people who are mad at me too. But hopefully you'll join me for the next, uh, you know, year going ahead because we're going to get back on the horse here uh before all this turn started i actually recorded a couple chapters of the pericles conspiracy i have no idea how they sound because i recorded them and haven't touched it since um i've got this nook which is going to be the awesome podcast slash audiobook creation place and as you can see i'm starting to put up a very the whole uh sound dampening foam and i don't know how to put it on the ceiling i don't know if it's gonna be needed or not 
Carpet on the floor, sound dampening foam on the walls. I think it probably should be good. But uh, we'll listen to this and see how it goes, and we'll tweak it as we need to be. But the point is that uh, I expect a certain amount of better audio fidelity going ahead, and also, uh, obviously, more consistency going ahead, too. So when we do the next uh, podcast next week, there will be some Pericles' Piracy chapters, and uh, we'll, I'm going to do my best to power through that because there's three chapters I recorded. I think we'll get us up to chapter 36. There's 62 in the book. Um, I just want to finish that out, not just because to finishing it with you guys, but also because I kept thinking, well, find all these chapters and do an audiobook and put it out because awesomeness. Um, but I recognize there's a certain amount of um the the podcast has been sterile for a while so i'm also going to interject some short stories here and there because uh, i've got yeah, believe it or not <laughs> hey i've been doing this short story week thing right so guess what i've got 46 right now 46 47 short stories that have not been published i've been sending them out to various magazines but various some haven't heard back from some of them others i have heard back from but it doesn't matter that I've got 46, right? Whether they come out in a magazine or something else, I'm still going to have to do an audio version of them, and that'll be here <clears throat> and other places too. So that's a lot of short stories to do and a lot of podcasts to make. So I'll be interjecting those, and of course I'm going to be continuing to write a short story a week going forward. I have no intention of stopping that even after the challenge is done in April, and I'll be continuing to do novels. So there's a lot of uh, content to put out here, as well as the you know, normal updates of what's going on here. So I hope you'll join me for that. Uh, again, I apologize for the long hiatus. Um, like I said, there's a whole lot of reasons for it. Some of them are valid. Some of them are less so. It's up to you to decide what is what. Um, but yeah, again... Apologize for the hiatus. Hope you'll stick with me. Um, but come back next week and we'll have another episode here with more Pericles Conspiracy. And then after that, we'll, like I said, short stories and Pericles and we'll get Pericles done, move on to the next story and the next novel and more short stories. And uh, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, as always, come contact me at michaelkingswood.com and... Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Michael Kings WD and Facebook at Michael.Kingswood, but I'm almost never on those two things because I hate social media. But still, if you contact me on there, I will eventually get there. But the best way to contact me is through the contact page at MichaelKingswood.com or um, or con comments on YouTube or BitChute, as the case may be. Um, but yeah. Come back and uh, we'll talk again next week. Until next time, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. You can find me online at michaelkingswood.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. My web store is ssnstorytelling.com where you can find all my books in your favorite formats. Purchasing through the web store nets me the most profit. But if you prefer, I'm also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and all the other usual e-tailers. 
If you want to learn about new releases, sign up for my mailing list through the contact form at my website. I guarantee not to spam you, only send an email when I have some news to share. Storytime with Michael Kingswood is copyright of Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved. <laughs>